Welcome to HR Latte, your connection to all things HR. Today's great HR department is foundational for today's successful business. Listen in as host Rayanne Thorne gets personal with practitioners and technologists, experts and thought leaders who care about the world of human resources. And now for your next cup of talent management, whipped to perfection. Hey everyone, welcome back to HR Latte. This is Rayanne Thorne. So glad to have you joining us today. We're going to be talking about a very specific issue going on right now within the HR community. And actually it extends outside of HR, but there is a special focus within HR and that is GDPR. And I would like to welcome my guest, Grant D. Peterson with Ogletree Deacons. Grant represents and counsels employers of U.S. and international labor and employment laws, U.S. and global data privacy and data protection laws, Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, and other international anti-corruption laws. And he is the founder of Ogletree Deacons Data Privacy Practice Group, as well as co-founder of Ogletree Deacons International Practice Group. Grant is also advises clients regarding the impact of global data privacy laws in the workplace. And this brings us back to GDPR. Thanks so much for joining me today, Grant. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you once more about this very crucial topic for HR right now. Thanks, Rayanne. Happy to be here. (laughs) It's such a pleasure to talk to somebody that knows so much about a very specific topic that many of us are kind of in this whirlwind state of gathering as much information as possible and understanding how it will impact individual employers as well as employees that might be impacted by this. So GDPR, GDPR stands for General Data Protection Regulation. And the overall overreaching goal of GDPR is one single privacy law for the EU. And we covered this recently in a webinar, Grant, where you joined me and we were able to address some of the issues about HR. So I want to readdress some of those things and dive in a little bit deeper with you. And I have a quick question for you. But first, if you could tell us a little bit about Ogletree Deacons and how your work there is has having an impact on privacy, on data privacy. Sure. Ogletree Deacons is a firm that represents companies in labor and employment matters, which include employee privacy matters. And so for the past 15 years, we've been helping employers deal with not only domestic privacy issues, but also international privacy issues, such as the general data protection regulation. Great. So we know that GDPR is a huge umbrella that covers many aspects of security and privacy for employers and customers and all kinds of data that needs to be secure around the world, in particular in the EU is where these laws and regulations are coming into play. There is a compliance date set for May 25th, 2018. So that's quickly approaching here. And I know that HR data is very specific and unique underneath the GDPR umbrella. So let's talk a little bit about that. What makes HR data unique? Sure. As you had mentioned, Rayanne, The GDPR was intended to provide a uniform regulatory scheme for processing data throughout the EU. However, this is not true for HR data. The GDPR specifically indicates that HR data needs to be treated differently. For example, Article 88 of the GDPR specifically permits each EU country to adopt additional and stricter requirements for processing HR data through their national laws. 
So conceivably, if companies are in all 28 of the EU countries, potentially they need to have 28 different types of programs to comply with the HR requirements for each country. Additionally, not only must employers comply with these country-specific requirements, each of the EU countries has its own labor laws, which also regulate how HR data can be collected and processed. For example, each of the EU countries has its own data retention requirements for different types of HR data, ranging from recruitment data to payroll data to health and safety data. And each country has a different requirement as to how long employers can keep that information. Not only must employers comply with these labor laws, many countries are extremely unionized in the EU. And so consequently, trade union agreements and works councils agreements within a particular facility will also address HR data protection requirements that employers need to comply with with respect to those specific locations. So unlike consumer and uh, business-to-business data, employers cannot rely on an employee's consent to collect and process the data. Under the GDPR, companies need a legal reason to be able to process data, and most companies up to this point have obtained the consent of their employees to process the data. However, the EU regulatory agencies have indicated that consent is not a proper basis for collecting data, so employers have to find a different legal basis to collect and process data. Additionally, what employers need to be concerned about is employers typically have to deal with more sensitive type of data in the HR realm than for consumers. For example, employers often collect things such as national and ethnic origin data of their employees to comply with equal employment opportunity requirements, or they need to collect trade union membership information in order to comply with their trade union contracts, and also medical information whenever there's some type of occupational injury or there's some benefit claim for health benefits that are made by employees. And then finally, employers typically engage in more invasive monitoring of employees than they do for their customers. And this really comes into play where employers routinely monitor their employees' use of company computers and internet systems, track employee social media sites, track locations of their employees through vehicle GPS systems and mobile device location tracking devices and the like. And each EU country has very specific and strict requirements as to when such monitoring can occur. So it's a lot. There's a lot of data that needs to be protected, a lot of security that needs to be put in place. And I think that for many HR practitioners that have employees around the world in those specific countries, you mentioned 28 different countries that are part of this, and all 28 of them may have different regulations or requirements under GDPR. When we look at all of this, is compliance really difficult to achieve? The answer is yes. And the only reason for that is that companies need to tailor their GDPR compliance programs for each of the EU countries in which they have employees. 
And so it's not a one-size-fits-all. It's literally each country has its own requirements. And so companies need to be cognizant that they will have to have different programs for different countries. Is this something, Grant, if you look at this from your position, do you feel that an organization can do this on their own? Or do they really, let's be realistic about this, they probably need to engage with a consultant that can help them make sure that they are crossing all their T's, dotting all their I's, signing on the lines that are dotted to make sure that they are compliant by that May 25th deadline. That's probably true. Most of our clients, for example, just do not have the manpower to engage in all of the activities that are required to comply with the GDPR for HR data. And so our clients have been looking for assistance from outside consultants and law firms. So Grant, given the complexities that are under GDPR and its huge far-reaching scope, what should HR departments who are impacted by this, who are impacted by the requirements, the upcoming compliance date, what should they do first? Well, there's actually three things that need to be done first. The first is that each HR department needs to map their HR data to determine what types of HR data do they collect and process. And that's everywhere from the recruitment process all the way through termination of employment and potentially monitoring former employees' compliance with things such as non-compete obligations. And In addition to looking at the types of HR data, HR departments need to take a look at where the data is stored, which databases, which HRIS systems, for example, or manual paper personnel files or mobile devices that supervisors may keep data on. And so where is the data located? The next thing is to identify the persons and also locations of the persons and entities that have access to this data. For example, as you had mentioned, a lot of times U.S. parent company will have access through the HRIS system to EU data, and that access will then require the U.S. parent to comply with the GDPR requirements. Additionally, Companies often have third parties who help them in different HR functions, such as payroll companies or benefit administrators. And so those entities will also have the company's HR data, and that needs to be mapped as well. Once all the mapping is done, then the HR departments need to determine what are these country-specific requirements that we need to comply with. And so basically, it's looking at each of the EU jurisdictions in which the company either employs employees or recruits employees, and then to determine what are these specific requirements that we need to comply with. And then once that's done, to assess where are we currently with our data privacy program and where do we now need to update the program to not only comply with the GDPR generally, but also these country-specific requirements. So in looking ahead, once an organization does reach compliance and they are set for this upcoming deadline, looming deadline of May 25th, is it going to be an ongoing issue? Are they going to have to be continually updating and changing things? Or do you think that this will be set for a while until another issue comes along that causes concerns over data privacy? Well, unfortunately, it's going to be a continuing process for several reasons. One is that many of the countries are still deciding 
how they're going to treat their HR data. And so they haven't really come out formally with which requirements need compliance. And so basically, we're probably not going to see each country's requirements until right around the May 25th deadline. (laughs) And sometimes I think some of these countries also will wait until after May 25th. And then what happens is there will be litigation. And as the Uh different labor tribunals and data protection authorities come down with decisions, that will require employers to modify their programs to comply with those decisions. Are they going to be receiving warnings, like a little warning ticket? You were driving too fast, and if we catch you again, we're going to give you a ticket? Or is it going to be a fine right out of the gate? Well, it depends on where the companies have employees. For example, the UK has indicated that they're going to be a little bit more lenient in the way that they enforce the GDPR and provide more guidance than penalties. On the other hand, the German data protection authorities have indicated that they're going to strictly enforce the GDPR from day one, and we anticipate that many of the German data protection authorities, and there are several in Germany because each state within Germany has a data protection authority, those authorities have already indicated that they want to make an example out of a company uh, that is not in compliance. And so we're looking at potentially a huge penalty being assessed right off the bat, just to set an example. And will those penalties be set depending on the type of profits that organizations see? So a smaller company cannot be fined as much as a company that's making a great deal more money? Yes, except that the way that data protection authorities are going to look at this and what the GDPR provides is that for the most serious violations, a company will be subject to a fine of up to 20 million euros or $25 million or 4% of their worldwide revenue, whichever is greater. And so obviously larger companies with larger revenues will be hit harder than smaller companies. So it sounds like there's cause for concern. There is definitely cause to get your act together if you haven't started already because it's coming up pretty quickly within just two or three months before you need to really be showing and ready for that deadline in May. From your experience, Grant, and from the clients that you're working with now, from their experience, what seems to be the hot button for this topic for compliance? What seems to be the area that we better get our crap together right now? Right. The area that's going to be the biggest headache for employers, and I think the biggest exposure, is the area of employee monitoring. As I had mentioned before, employers routinely monitor employee usage of computers and the internet, et cetera, just to make sure that no trade secrets are mistakenly being disseminated or viruses are not corrupting the system. And the EU has very strict requirements, and each country has very strict requirements as to what you can monitor and when and how. And in order to engage in monitoring, employers have to engage in what's called a data protection impact assessment. And what that requires employers to do to take a look at what type of monitoring are they engaged in, are they impacting the employee's privacy rights? And if so, what types of safeguards can the company implement to minimize the impact of the monitoring on the employees? And this is a very sensitive area for the data protection authorities in the EU. 
And I think that's going to be the area that employers need to concentrate on because I think that's the area that the DPAs are going to enforce most vigorously. So we can regulate, we can put rules in place, we can set fines and try and really make this as important as it is. But how do you think it's going to impact true behavior? I mean, many employers are still going to worry about what their employees are looking at, what they're doing on devices, either company-owned devices or their own devices. We know that there's everybody has their own personal cell phone or tablet in their pocket or briefcase that they bring with them to the workplace. So how do you think these regulations, this issue of compliance is going to impact behavior? Will it really change behavior or are we going to see a lot of workarounds? Well, I think the GDPR is going to cause a huge culture change for U.S. companies because here in the U.S., we're not used to dealing with these types of privacy issues. Right. And for example, when it comes to monitoring employee emails, for example, here in the U.S., companies routinely monitor the emails to see both the amount of traffic that the emails cause plus taking a look at the content of the emails. Whereas in the EU, employers are restricted with respect to looking at the content of the emails. And so, because potentially employees could be using the company's email system for personal use, which frankly, most companies permit, at least on some limited basis. And so, there's going to be a huge cultural shift in the U.S. that companies need to minimize the types of monitoring that they traditionally engage in currently, at least as far as the EU employees are concerned. So, Grant, I want to thank you so much for sharing your thoughts, insight, and expertise on this really significant issue that's going to have a huge impact for the next three months on organizations that have employees and data in the EU. So, if you could add any final thoughts to wrap up our conversation here. It's been a pleasure to speak with you. My guest has been Grant Peterson with Ogletree Deacons, who is a data privacy and security expert, really diving in deep on these issues regarding GDPR and its impact on HR data. Yes, thanks, Rayanne. I think my final thoughts would be that many companies think that the GDPR is really a problem for their IT department, perhaps legal departments, But it's really a human resources department issue as well because it's the processing of HR data that's going to create the biggest headaches for companies. And so the HR department needs to be extremely involved in the GDPR compliance when it comes to employee data. Grant, it's been really a true pleasure. I appreciate your willingness to share this information and also to help educate me. Dovetail is really excited and welcomes your expertise to share with our clients and anybody in the HR space that's looking for help and understanding in this particular topic. So thanks for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. It's been my pleasure as well. Thanks for joining us on this latest episode of HR Latte. Tune in for news and information coming soon. 